Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Friends, our second reading for today, which will be the main focus of our meditation, comes to us from Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 1, verses 46b, which means it's the second part of the verse. So 46b to verse 55. And I encourage you, if you're at home, and if you have a Bible sitting nearby, to perhaps uh, crack it open, follow along with me this morning in this reading from Luke 1, 46b to 55. And if you don't have a Bible that's easily accessible or handy, you're invited to follow along with me as it will appear on the screen. So let us hear now these words from Luke's Gospel. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants, forever and ever. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Perhaps you remember this song. I'll spare you singing the whole thing, but it goes, I got a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? (laughs) Of course, it's that song with the old refrain, I got a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And then everyone says, where? And you respond, down in my heart. And it ends with this really intriguing line. It ends with this line, after you said, I got a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. It ends with these words, down in my heart to stay. Down in my heart to stay. I think that's a song (laughs) that I remember growing up when I was a child in Sunday school. But I think it's also a song that has a much deeper meaning, or alludes to something much deeper, much richer than what a Sunday school child and perhaps even most adults could really comprehend. Because it touches on this question, what kind of joy do you have? What kind of joy do you have at home? What kind of joy do you have? What kind of joy 
is so great that it's strong enough to remain in our hearts to stay. Do you have such a joy? Do you have such a joy in your life? Do you have a joy that is down in your heart to stay? Of course, within the context of the Sunday school song, we might assume that it's talking about Jesus. Perfect Sunday school answer. Everything's Jesus. Or that it's talking about our faith in general. But I think we can expand this simple song, which celebrates joy, and use it to refocus what joys are in our lives and which ones are really foundational. Foundational in the sense that they keep us grounded. Foundational in the sense that they keep us rooted because we find they are essential pieces of our lives. And that they are necessary because they keep us, these joys keep us moving forward. They're not static things. They're not things we put on a shelf like an old knickknack or antique. No, they're things that keep evolving, that they keep growing. They grow with us. And again, do you have that kind of joy in your life? You could take it as a rhetorical question, or you might be brave enough to answer. Do you have a joy that is continually revealing the life-giving pathway of God? It might be an understatement to say this, but Mary certainly had such a joy in her life. As we hear this morning, Mary's song, as she celebrates the birth of her child, the coming of the Christ child. A child who we should say would feed the poor, who would overturn kings, who would overturn the mighty, the powerful, who would actually turn them away. This child would turn the powerful away. A child who would instead focus on the least of these. A child who would pay attention to the ones we often ignore. This child Mary would give birth to would spend much of his earthly ministry paying particular attention to the plight of the outsider, the plight of the marginalized, those who are on our borders, the people who were told they weren't good enough, the people who were told they weren't wealthy or powerful enough, the people who were told that they didn't matter. That's the group of people Mary's child would come to bring the true life-giving joy to. And of course, we're all in need of such joy, but this in particular is where we find Mary celebrating the Christ child's coming, that this child would bring joy, the true life-giving joy, to the least of these. Joy that emerges from the wellspring of our hearts and nourishes us. 
Yet before we continue this reflection on joy, the joy that nourishes us at our core, we should pause for a moment to reflect a little more on Mary's joy. Mary's joy as we hear it in the scripture this morning. Because you don't have to imagine, or because you have to imagine, that Mary at this moment in her life, she's probably feeling a lot of different things. There was probably a lot on Mary's mind. A young woman who had conceived a child out of the formal bond of wedlock. I'm sure that there was a lot of pressure on Mary. I'm sure that there were rumors going around about what actually happened. You know that group of old church growers or young church grower, goers even who, you know, like to gossip after church in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm sure that there was a lot of that going around. Just as we today put this kind of speculation, this kind of shame onto other people, even though we ourselves have not lived a perfect life. So then for Mary, there had to have been a joy, I imagine, a joy so rich, so meaningful, that it could carry her through the lowest moments of her life. Part of this joy, we have to also imagine, was found in the angel's message to her, a message that told her that this child she was carrying would be a gift for all people. I think there's something special that we need to pay attention to in that. And it's the fact that God chose to bring such a joyous message, a message of life, of joy, of peace, of love, to us in the form of Mary, who carried the Christ child. A young woman of Middle Eastern descent who was a refugee who was on the run with her husband Joseph, who was poor, someone who today would probably still most likely not be welcomed at an inn or in our homes. Yet it was this person, this person of Mary, who God chose to usher in a joy so revolutionary that it continues to impact the lives of countless individuals. And that's really the point, right? That's the kind of joy we're talking about, the kind of joy that we remember on this third Sunday of Advent, because it's not the kind of joy that's short-term. It's not the kind of joy that's fleeting. You know, it's not the kind of joy you find when you, let's say, eat something really good and it makes you feel good, right? Because that doesn't last for a very long time. It lasts in that moment, but it's not something I'm going to say will carry you through a rough patch. No, we're talking about a joy that is much more intentional, a joy that is much more profound, something that's a little more full, well-rounded, and purposeful. For example, it could be a hobby you have. Perhaps it's something like gardening or music or writing. Perhaps it's doing a sport or art. 
you know what that activity is for you, what joy that is for you. It's these ongoing core things, these core activities or principles where we find that we are able to exercise the spiritual gift of joy that pushes us to keep going. It spurs us and inspires us. It's a joy that should make us feel excited or at the very least hopeful to take the step, the next step, into the unknown. Even if at that moment we're feeling anxious. So what are those joys in your life? What is it that pushes you forward? What inspires you to keep on going through the valleys you encounter? What is it that makes you feel excited or hopeful? I'm sure that I could name some examples for you, but I think it'd be a better exercise on this third Sunday of Advent for you to do a little work in naming or identifying those pieces of your life for yourself. So that's what I'd like you to do right now. I'd like you to take out a piece of paper or pen, pencil. You could take some mental notes. If you want to be brave, you can share things in the live chat because I'm sure that people might look at it for inspiration as well. But I want you to spend a moment naming the core foundational joys that are in your life. The things that you can identify as being crucial in carrying you, carrying us through the darkest times and gives us hope. Take a moment to organize your thoughts because after this reflection, you'll have some more time during this time of special music. But on this third Sunday of Advent, we remember the gift of joy, the joy that Christ certainly brought into the world for all people as we know that this gift was also a joy to Mary. The joy that we hear now and receive. And we certainly need to remember the gift of joy. This year, 2020, certainly has not been a kind year. And in many ways, it has stripped a handful, a good handful of joy from our lives which is why we take a moment now to identify whatever it is we are joyful for that we find is carrying us so that we can celebrate it, that we can hold it close to our hearts and cherish it, that we can celebrate it with our neighbors and friends who also have joy and also grieve with them when it's a joy that has been lost. I have a joy down in my heart to stay. And I hope you do as well. And if you aren't sure what that joy is, talk it out, journal, create something, or try something new. We're all different, and we find that this joy takes on different shapes and forms. There may be some similarities, but they're certainly not all the same. It's something that magnifies our souls, gives us focus and inspiration, and points us towards our God who has instilled it within us. 
Some of us may take longer to discover what it is that gives us strength and courage, what joy gives us that. Some of us may find that we resonate with the joy that Mary embodied. As we discover these things, let us draw close to the source of all joy. Knowing that it is there, we will find what our souls long for, what our souls long to stay with us. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.